you can't box us. We're going to do whatever we want, except mm-hmm. for clean choruses. We're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no shade. I just don't fucking want to. <laughs> What is up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in. This is the Scoped Exposure Podcast once again. Um, bands that, you know, a big aspect of this show that I love is like getting to catch bands when they're on that kind of like climb aspect. And a band that I've like truly admired and been a fan of for a minute is uh, is who we're featuring on the show today. And uh, I first found out about Mugshot off of a fantastic EP that they put out in 2021. And I've just kind of been following their kind of journey, um, you know, just through a lot of other just stages in the band and, you know, things of just trials and tribulations that they've like overcome. And with a new record that's coming out uh, that came out through Pure Noise, um, it was brought to my attention that there was potential to to do an interview with one of the guys. And um, and I'm very, very excited to be welcoming uh, Michael of Mugshot on the Scoped Exposure podcast. Super happy to be here. Big fan. Oh, big been following for, for quite a while. I've I appreciate to most it, of the man. episodes. Yeah, it, it's funny because I know that we've been trying to like set this up, I think in like multiple different like um, just like instances or like, yeah. you know, when you guys had, you know, time off. And mm-hmm. then I was listening to your uh, your kind of like band interview um, on the, you know, the the garosa is that how you say his last is name? it garza was it the garza, garza pod oh, yeah, the garza yeah. Pod. I, think, I think that's the first interview we've ever done as a band i think yeah which i kind of was like i felt bad for always like maybe like you know the timings and the scheduling's not lining up i'm like that's yeah. a way better like first interview uh-huh. i hope i'm not like you know on the <laughs> no, disappointing no, I, aspect I, I, so. appreci- I appreciate that no this is awesome I, I i love your platform honestly like all of your interviews are really like insightful i love like the bands that you that you interview like hearing them like speak their pieces has always been really interesting so i'm I'm really happy to be here honestly yeah well you know like uh you know there's a lot of mugshot shit that we can uh, talk about here michael but you know as well as anyone else we have to check some bevs before we get into the music chats yeah um so tell me what you're bringing for the show today so i'm in i'm in i'm in uh denver right now like right outside denver colorado I'm, i'm from the bay california um and whenever we're here it's the driest air ever (laughs) <laughs> and so all I'm drinking is these just electrolytes and like, it's like a better Gatorade, like mm-hmm. basically, or like, you know, like Pedialyte, of you know course. what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. a, it's like a drinkable Pedialyte. It doesn't taste like ass, but they mm-hmm. work. They work really, yeah. really well. So I, I kind of replaced this with water. Like, this is like all I drink here. And my, I'm still chapped as hell dry <laughs> up here, like super like dehydrated. So this is my best friend whenever I'm, I'm up here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like where I'm just like North of, you know, North of the border is kind of where I'm based in Alberta, but mm-hmm. like, I prefer the drier humidity versus when yeah. you're like on like a coast and you just have that, like, just I everything is wet, but yeah, I can't do that. So in California, we do get that, like, you don't get humidity like that. You get, you get like, if, if there is heat, there is that dry heat. But mm-hmm. the difference up here is that the air is so dry. You just wake up with like a nosebleed or like <laughs> you, you like chap lips or whatever like that. It's so different. You know what I mean? Like every time right. I come here, I basically, my lips shrink half the size, <laughs> so, you know? 
Yeah, but I like you know. It seems like you're you're a person just off of some of the research I've done for this, where you're you're very you like to be prepared. You like to know yeah. when you have to have a Pedialyte on hand and when yes. you're not driving through a 100%. state that I actually, you can have your weed. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I'm very like uh, just because past experiences, specifically with hydration. If I could like rant about this, we we played in uh, South. I want to say like South Carolina. I I, I want to say it was years ago. We played a vape shop. And it was 77 degrees outside, but 100% humidity. Like the, the th- like weather actually said 100%. And so it felt like 90 whatever. And inside of the venue is freezing cold, obviously. But the, mm. the show gets so exciting that inside now feels like the outside. And I stopped sweating like halfway through the night. I just didn't sweat anymore. And I was like, that's a little concerning. Like I should, I, I don't know. That's not normal. Yeah. And I started like throwing up water, got like crazy, like headache and all this shit. And my friend who lives in the area was like, you might be getting like a heat stroke. Like it, this sounds like heat exhaustion. And from right. that point, and it, what they were right. So we, we had to like regulate myself and they were like, drink room temperature water, like getting like a normal temperature room. And the only thing around was a cookout and cookouts are like fucking freezing. You're around like, like the restaurant. And so I'm sitting in the bathroom, like puking water, uh, drinking ice cold water, trying to like regulate my temperature. And ever since then, I'm just like, hydration is Number one, like I need to be hydrated. I need to understand how my body is all the time because how demanding yeah. doing this shit is. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And yeah, like you're like, do you mind if I hit on some hydration for a second? I'm like, this is literally no. There's no better podcast yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah, so. yeah. You need to stay on top of, on uh, not just water, but like electrolytes and shit. You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta replenish. You know what I mean? That's something I did. I learned like just from touring, like from sweating everything you have every single day. It's like water doesn't cut it. You gotta like really take care of yourself. Yeah. Do you have like a specific like whether it's Gatorade or Pedialyte or whatever it, a light probably this. flavor, but like a specific flavor that you're after? The blue raspberry, as like childishly sweet as it is, blue raspberry is <laughs> fucking awesome. Blue raspberry yeah. is super. It, it tastes like um like an otter pop. Like when you you get the blue otter pops and they melt, that's literally what a blue raspberry electrolyte tastes like. Hmm. But it's like yeah. super hydrating. Like can't beat that. But yeah, that's probably my shit. I think my yeah. drummer would say the same thing. Like we're that's like our number one. Please sponsor yeah. us electrolyte. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny because I always I've I've said multiple times when people check different um just like sparkling waters or seltzers. I yeah. always say like if your sparkling water company can't like get your lime flavor down then something true that's so legit so yeah. wrong that's so the basis that's kind of like flavor. that's the bait that's the basis but i feel like the blue raspberry is the basis for like electrolyte drinks like like so. yeah like gatorades and stuff like that i totally feel that i'm not an artificial cherry guy and i'm not a fruit punch guy i'm like mm. a like you know when you you ever get sick and it ruins a flavor for you that's yeah. fruit punch and artificial cherry i had like a mountain dew code red when i was like younger and i had a fever or something and now, like, whenever I, like, medicine, candy, whatever, I can't do cherry anymore, shit yeah. like that. Yeah. But, like, cherry-flavored, like, bubbly or any sparkling water is usually goaded. Like, yeah. cherry polar? Really, wow. really good. Uh, dude, yeah. Connor should be here right now. He, <laughs> the, the seltzer man is my drummer. Big yeah, sparkling he's the water seltzer guy. Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Big topo well, guy. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm happy that I'm, like, on a similar Bev, like, wavelength uh, as yeah. you. And I've been wanting to drink this for a while because... um. Like, I don't know how avidly, you know, you follow the show or, or people who are listening to this podcast specifically, but uh, recently kind of I was in Ontario for kind of the summer and then just moved back to Alberta. And in that process, there was like some bevs that I found there that I kind of oh, yeah. been stocked up and they kind of made its way over. I haven't seen it at anywhere else, but um, yeah. so I'm going to be drinking 
uh, a glowberry. I can't even say the rest of this word, but it's uh, it's one of the hydration. Oh, prime. Drinks. I have yet but, to try prime. Like, I I don't know if you're an energy drink connoisseur. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. I think that the energy drinks that they have are better. Like, cause yeah. there is like, too, like sometimes on some of the flavors I've had of this, it's like too much coconut water. Yeah, so it's like a little too much. But I've never seen this before, and I feel like it's a. It's kind of a, I, I think when I got it at the time, it was right around Halloween. So I think it kind of has that like, oh, it's like a seasonal kind of flavor like too. Oozy, um... when, it, when it comes to coconut water, I have tried body armor because I know that's like 10% coconut water or something like that. Oh, and I, okay. I love that shit. I do love body armor. If I can't find these, I usually get a body armor. Yeah. So maybe I'll try a prime then. If yeah. you like, do you like Alani? Alani? Um... Alani, or if they, if they maybe they have them, uh, they, they're like, they're 200 milligrams, like the size, like a 12 ounce, like size of like a Red Bull or something like that. I can't do, do Red Bull How do because it doesn't that? work. Oh, A L A N I. Oh, okay. Alani. They, they're like, oh, Alani they look, new? Is yeah, that yeah. Oh. Do you ever see those? If you're like a caffeine dude, if you're like an energy drink dude, uh, I, I'm a big advocate because I like, I can't do, uh, I can't do Red Bulls. I really like coffee, but it, coffee doesn't do anything for me, caffeine wise. It's just like a treat. And Red yeah. Bull makes me crash. Like, Red Bull does nothing for me. I will take a nap after like a giant Red Bull. But yeah. Alani, Alani, that shit works. It's like having like a yerba made I, or something like that. Mate. Yeah, because there's there's a, there's definitely like a lot of bev, uh, bevs in the states that don't have they haven't made their Canadian debut yet. Yeah. Um. So I've never seen this before, but I maybe for the better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? <laughs> no, some of this stuff looks good. So I have some. Uh, I appreciate you giving me some homework to do. Yeah, if you ever, if you ever get an opportunity, if you ever out and about and happen to see an Alani, I highly recommend yeah. it. Highly Alani, recommend are you listening? Let's let's yeah. make something happen. <laughs> let's, let's get working. Um, well, you know, it's always a good benchmark to know if there's ten minutes of Bev talk in in the episode. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be a good one. Uh, cheers to you, Michael. Really cheers. excited to have you on. Cheers. Actually, hello, there's. Whoa! What is whoa? What is the flavor? Because you said it was like a. A gimmick flavor. So it says glowberry, and then it says like, I don't know if you can read that. It's like bi luminous. Bi bi. No, I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they're trying. I to feel fuck like with I you. <laughs> I have problems not being able to pronounce certain things yeah, no. when I do this show. But then I'm like, oh no, I'm I'm not super crazy. This but... one's the cucumber lime, and it actually tastes exactly like cucumber lime. Like it just mm-hmm. tastes like cucumber lime water, which is yeah. sick. Uh, I mean, it, it's got a berry tint to it, so I like it's got a lot. It it, it feels like a crescendo as far as like yeah. it doesn't have an aftertaste. It kind of has like an like a like an aftertaste that's like more of like a rush. It's like yeah, like so like a candy maybe. Yeah, a little bit like that. So Damn. yeah. Um. So Michael, again, I'm I'm mm-hmm. really vibing already for for having you on but you know oh, yeah. for anyone who's like newer to our show because we've had a couple people do like a repeat episode um mm-hmm. i always like to get everyone's like very rough hard hardcore origin story to a degree um oh, yeah. that was you know you listening to like straight up hardcore maybe it was yeah. like, more metal uh talk to me yeah. about what put you on the path my my musical trajectory is really weird and i know that it's weird but uh I don't know. It's unique. And I, and I love hearing actually, likewise, I love hearing how people like got into like heavy music and hardcore specifically. Uh, right. But I like growing up, I never had like a, uh, like a older friend really that like, I, I'm, I'm the older brother. 
like I have a little sister and so I'm, I'm like the one showing them everything I never really had like a cool family member that like liked all that stuff so everything I found out was basically on my own and I when I hit middle school I or high school I hit high school I had a friend who really really fucked with everything under the sun like everything that was extreme under the sun like you when you saw him you're like this is a deathcore kid for sure but like had every terror shirt like has like a bunch of h2o jerseys and stuff like he just loved he loved uh, the whole spectrum and he loved hardcore like deeply but he, right. he, he was also like tom skinny jeans dude you know what i mean so it was very <laughs> he, me and him got along really because there was no preconceived you need to be this you need to be that he would just show me stuff and I, it would just be cool you know what i mean and so that kind of introduced me like he introduced me to local shows he introduced me to like what hardcore was and growing up like i was always really into pop punk like that was just like the main thing i gravitated towards just like fun music and when i discovered heavier musics like or heavier genres it was like Metal was like fun for me, but it would get boring. Like the excitement would kind of wear off. And mm. punk was really fun for me, but like I likewise, like the excitement would wear off. And so when I found hardcore and it was like this middle ground of like it's fast and it's also got an attitude and also it means something. Like, and also, like, you know what I mean? Like, and you can do all these things with it because they're heavy bands. They're mm. not heavy bands. Like, it just really opened up like my world because it felt like the type, it felt like the, um, what I was already gravitated towards, which is like, I, I like everything. It felt like this genre was like, you can do anything. You can do whatever you want. It's, it is self-expression. You know what I mean? And then mm. the catharsis of the crowds, like when he would show me shows of uh, like have heart shows back in the day, like where you literally can't hear the vocalist. Like I had just never been presented anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it completely, it completely changed everything for me. So I, I went to local shows in San Jose with him for a long time. And a lot of those bands that like I grew up seeing like are ended up becoming more prominent names like in different bands now, you know? So that's been really, really cool. Like the Bay is like such a, like a, uh, what's, I'm trying to find the right word, like a landmark scene right now. Like everyone knows Bay bands right now. And that right. is so fucking cool because growing up, it's not like it wasn't like, I don't know. It's not like, we, we, like, like I think we were like irrelevant. You know what I mean? I always thought we had something cool going on, but to yeah. see the bands that have been killing it go global, you know what I mean? And it's For hardcore. Sure so cool to me like mad inspiring uh yeah sorry like went on a little tangent no, no, no that was yeah that friend was basically my, introdu my introduction to like hardcore and it, it was funny is that it started with like like i'd never listened to anything like that and one of my friends showed me a day to remember and i was like and i just never heard percussive guitars like that and i was like oh, okay cool what like that's interesting what's slam and i just like went all the way to the <laughs> end of the spectrum and I worked my way down. And when I like worked my way down from like extremities, I like found hardcore and was like, this is the shit. This, this, yeah. is, this is everything. So That's, yeah. It is always crazy. It's a bit of an unlock when you see videos where it is kind of like the production or of, of a band as far as like the performance wise is overtaken by the crowd response. Yes, yes. And my, it, my favorite. It, it's like, it's a bit of like a, is this like making the set worse? But like when you realize like, oh, this is like the thing. Yeah. This is yeah. what every band strives to do. I remember I would always show people when I showed my friends, when I showed other people eventually like trying to get them into hardcore, I just be like, you literally can't show me another genre that's like this. You can't show me another show that's like this. And if you can, it's maybe one song. It's maybe one album where everyone right. reacts this way. But like the fact that there are entire shows entire festivals entire tours that look like this you know what i mean because and they don't ask it's like that's catharsis like they decide like when we go to the show this is how we're gonna act you know what i mean like mm -hmm. that is that's unbeaten to me i think that's so cool my, yeah. my favorite band my favorite band is the story so far 
And so growing up seeing like growing up seeing their shows, especially like I know it's removed from hardcore, but that is like the inspiration for like why me and my drummer play music is just like playing shows and seeing that that reaction of like people killing each other to participate. You know what I mean? That's what it's like all about for us, like for right. sure. That's and, why and- I, I I gravitate so so hard towards I guess like hardcore as well because it is it is just as much about crowd participation as it yeah. is your effort. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you and Connor actually met at a story so far show. Yeah. Which is really funny. I think that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I had, so he actually, he was friends with um, my girlfriend at the time. Who's like one of my best friends. And they, they were, they were like, he'd, he'd been playing bands since he was like 15, 16, which blew my mind in the scene that I'd been going to shows at. And, like he he thinks it's lame because whatever because like local metalcore type shit. But to, mm. for me, I was always like I literally can't even I couldn't I couldn't tell you another person at my school that played another instrument. Like I was like the kid that brought my my guitar to school every day, and like no one else was really like that. And the kids that were like that were like they liked like heavy metal and they didn't like any modern music at all. You know what mm. I mean? So I was always alone in that. Like it was just like me and my friend that likes hardcore, but I'm the only one that like wants to start a band that wants to like participate and stuff. And I went to a school right outside of san jose so i didn't mm-hmm. get to like be communal with that those people outside of like shows essentially you know so when i met when i met connor and his friend group and they had just been crushing it not crushing it as in like they're playing shows they're actually like doing it and they're mm-hmm. whatever age they are they're accomplishing these recording music and releasing it it just it like blew my mind i i feel like really privileged to be like to have met them because i feel like like as much as like i i write a lot of the mugshot stuff and that's great but like it literally doesn't happen without other people producing it like making it happen giving you the platform you know what yeah. i mean so it, i feel like that's a big privilege but yeah we met we met in 2014 i think at like at a story show because we had, we just ended up there in mm-hmm. the same area and then when yeah. we started talking it was immediately like oh we're all dorks this is sick let's, <laughs> let's, let's all hang out yeah <laughs> yeah it, it, it is like it is funny because uh, that's a very similar trajectory for me um as far as like a lot like there was next to nobody at my school that was like listening to like this kind of shit. And yeah. then even on the actual like musician side of it, it's like the people who were within like my school group of friends. Yeah. It was like we would go and jam and play so like, different worlds, like completely yeah. different. Like I, I was really into like my chemical romance when I was in mm. high school. I knew how to play like every my chemical romance song, which just meant I knew how to do like a lot of down picking and like sh- strumming. Yeah. like fast strumming and shit and i met this kid who was like he was the only other kid that like i guess knew how to play guitar and i like went over no we like we jammed one time and he could sweep and he could do solos and shit and i was just trying to show him like this normal like punk chord like just and he like couldn't do it and it blew my mind that he couldn't do right. it right yeah it, it was it was just down picking it was just strumming it was something really simple but because it was so foreign to the stuff he's done or like is used to he mm-hmm. couldn't do it and that's when i was like one, I don't like jamming with people now <laughs> because of that. I'm like, we need to come in on the same wavelength. They're like, I just can't do it. Yeah. But yeah. That was like my experience basically until I met them. And when I met them, they were similar to my friend that got me into music. There's no preconceived anything about genre or what's cool and what's not cool. We just like what we like. And, and right. I feel like that's what's translated really well with us continuing to make music is that when we make music for whatever it's labeled, for whatever, like, genre or box it falls in it's always just about like what we think sounds cool first and foremost because like it could sound like a metalcore song but it's not like we're like let's write this metalcore song we just happen to like these sounds you know what i mean trying to make something that sounds cool to us it's so funny because i think i've like mentioned the fact that like 
I had this group of guys that we were like playing like heavier music and like we did like a battle of the bands, but I was like the one being like, let's figure out how we can, you know, record and play yeah. shows. And they just didn't have that mindset. Yeah. But I don't think I, I've ever shared this detail about that. So the second guitarist of like my little jam band, his name was also Spencer. <laughs> and But we were, I was like, you know, I, I, I think I'm average height. Or averagely yeah. <laughs> tall, so I'm like six foot on the nose, but he's yeah. like the shortest motherfucker that you can know. So it was very easy to tell us apart, but it was the exact same thing. I would like try to do kind of like a like a we like a riff or like kind of some kind of like yeah just breakdown, and then he would just do this crazy sweep. But like we you couldn't just, meet in the middle. We couldn't meet in the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I totally feel that. I'm until- saying battle of the bands. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. Until I was like actually like with people that were showing me this is how you can like play shows and do all that. Mm-hmm. Like that's where you kind of find like tr- like you're kind of on the same page, but then you find truly like minded people. Who yeah. A hundred percent. Same thing for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You saying Battle of the Bands reminded me. This is just a funny story. Like, well, that same year, this is like my senior year or something like that. Someone asked me, Someone asked me to like play in their battle of the bands because they knew that I play guitar and they're like, okay, hey, we're gonna we're gonna try to perform at this battle of the bands. Will you learn these songs for us? And I was like, sure. And the songs were Downfall of Us All and <laughs> Second in Seabring. And I was like, I've never listened to Of Mice and Men once, but like I will I will learn this song just for you. And so yeah. I learned the songs, showed them that like like couldn't like knew how to play them and shit. And the day comes and he was like, uh, actually, we're gonna have our friend play because like they don't they feel weird like not having someone that's like actually in their band. Not actually a band, by the way, just like something they threw together. <laughs> yeah. Like like it's not like this is like a, a real thing. This is like yeah. they just feel weird not having him do it. And I was like, oh yeah, word, whatever. And so I'm like sitting there and like we're watching it. And what they, what I didn't know and found out was that the guy that they wanted to do did not learn the songs. So he set up his amp, set up his guitar, and stood on the stage while his friends played downfall of a song second in Seabrook. <laughs> and it was like I was standing up there like. I was sitting there like joyous almost like because of how <laughs> f- how funny everything like I couldn't stop laughing because I was like I almost was me like I almost, that- I almost said that but inst- instead of me like playing it poorly I get to watch you not play it at all <laughs> yeah that is yeah so that, that just reminded me funny. of that really ridiculous uh, experience <laughs> yeah but yeah you can't you came prepared because like I think that there is a bit of a thing with a lot of different musicians of of a specific lane that are just so hyper focused of like finding that way to 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 get involved in doing yeah. something yeah yeah i think i think in our band we really even each other out because all of us get really all of us are fixated on different aspects of mm. making the band work like connor is a complete wizard in the studio like he does he records us like all of our recorded music is my drummer who's younger than me and that mm-hmm. that blows my mind like that's always blown my mind because all i do is write the music i couldn't tell you or like i couldn't produce an album like for real yeah. you know what i mean but he does so I, I feel like him being like, he's holds us, holds us down so much. And then they, the rest of the band really trusts me with like uh, a creative direction. Like they, I never get pressured to do anything. I never get pushed any direction. Like let's do, try to do this or maybe avoid this or whatever. Like they really trust the process mm. with, with, with everything. I, I think that's why our band works. And then our yeah. vocalist does like uh, graphic design. Like all of our, merch you have and the like whole eternity, man. Yeah, like- exactly. Yeah. And then our, our, we have a, we have a, currently our newest newest bassist i was like a permanent we've been trying to find like a having a fill in for a couple of years trying to figure out what's going on yeah. but shout we out have to someone that's permanent for now yeah yeah shout out brandon uh yeah. he uh 
our, our permanent base is from San Jose as well, which makes oh. me really happy. Like I'm, I'm, I like that. Now uh, most of us are from San Jose, which makes me happy. Mm. Uh, super useful member used to be a drummer. So he helps uh, tear down like, which is immensely helpful on the road. <laughs> so now all of us are like, you know what I mean? This, this big group of, of, of help and trust, you know, and I, sure. I, I feel really, it, it's awesome. It feels really comfortable. Did you have any other projects or like main bands before Mugshot or Not is before. this kind of like your first this is it has, yeah yeah damn yeah the fir- this is the first like when i'm like i said like when i met connor i'd never even i had never even fathomed like playing a show i were meeting people that did so like we recorded the demo in his like in my friend's bedroom our old vocalist bedroom and i couldn't do the vocals and so our vocalist who just lived there was like oh let me try and he starts shouting and i'm like dude you can do vocals like what are you talking about be our vocalist or like vocalists and like just lay down these tracks i had no intention of playing shows and at the end right. of that day uh Connor was just like, hey, if you ever want to play shows, this is cool. Like, we should try that. And to which I was like, okay. Like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, sure, yeah, let's play shows, whatever. And they made it happen. And, like, within the next six months, we got onto, like, a youth crew show in San Jose. And with, like, at a venue that, like, I went to, like, a lot of my first shows at, so which was was really cool. So they, mm-hmm. they literally, like, they, they made everything happen for me. Like, like, my friends around me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would have had no idea how to make it happen. Once Mugshot did start, I had a... I did a side project where I like I wrote all the music and like did vocals on it and that was called Mensis and it's just really militantly like it's just I don't know angry music <laughs> we don't we don't really do that anymore because priorities but yeah this is this is like the only band I've ever really actually been in that's very very wild and it is it is very it there's way more when when things are laid out in the way of like you know having a like someone who's kind of holding it down on the writing aspect and then someone who's going to produce the whole thing and then someone who's going to like market and put all like the art artistic pieces together like that like it's very rare for even one band to have one of those individuals 100 percent, or even be agreeable on one of those things sure like 100 percent. and and i've learned that from experience like i feel very privileged to like be in that that position like the more i've met like other like say like bands or just groups where it's like you can tell that maybe they do struggle with that, like that aspect or like communication and stuff like that. I feel really mm-hmm. privileged because I, I, whenever I'm out with like on touring with them, I'm like, I'm with my best friends and we never run into anything like that. So it, yeah. it which is a privilege. I feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a number of years, even just with Connor, just like to, to know like when someone is in vibing with something or you can be yeah. as open as you guys are when you're giving like, yeah. uh, like I feel like, we're, we should go in a uh, like we should try to minimize this and yeah and, and something I, I I heard on the interview is you guys like had a bit of a shift where you were like we need to only write for the live experience yeah hundred percent yeah, which is I, I almost I consider it the uh, the the mind force mindset because that is a similar band who is like Jay is so adamant is like if a part isn't like a mosh worthy part like it could yeah. be a little cool little noodly part but like yeah. you have to scrap it and it sounds like it you is, guys have the same approach it's, it's acknowledging that when you hear a band that is kicking your ass every second of the song that they did that on purpose like there's mm-hmm. effort they put effort into making sure that like you are on your toes for every part of that song <laughs> you know what i mean and so like it makes me go like i need to be that way i can't like i can't like uh go through the motions on a part and like, I think this is the most annoying part of like my personal writing is I'm, I'm like a, I'm a big pattern seeker when it comes to like riffs. I can mm. hear like 
Like when I hear like the beginning of a riff, I can hear that it's the pattern of a similar one or like even just like the same idea. And so that, that it's not like necessarily a roadblock, but I'm very picky about that. So as soon as I don't, I'm, I'm not vibing with something, I like abandon it. Like as soon as I'm like, no, wait, this is by the numbers. I like can't do it. I have to like, mm. which will lead to like, this section just doesn't get written for a while because nothing that I have right now doesn't sound like generic to me. You know what I mean? But I'm willing to like sit on stuff for a long time because of that. Because when I hear bands that like, a big example I'll say right now, because we just played, we played uh, last night, we played Mouth for Wars, um release show. Yeah. And I told everyone in the band this, I do not listen to our, our corner of metalcore. I like don't listen to bands like us typically, like it's being mugshot, like Mouth for, I just typically don't. And it's not like I dislike, I just don't. I'm sure everyone in the, in the genre is also that way. You know what I mean? But <laughs> For sure. I told, yeah. I, tell, I told them, I listen to their record all the fucking time because it is metalcore, but it's not by the numbers. Even if the song structures are like classic metalcore, every single moment is not wasted. It is constantly pummeling you and in your face. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like they have that same idea. Like if it doesn't translate live, if it doesn't actually sound good, not on a pair of speakers like what's the point if it doesn't get people moving you know what i mean that's that's like the most important part and also years of like playing songs that suck live (laughs) like that's the biggest thing i I don't know you don't hear a lot of bands admit that but like like i'll openly be like there are so many songs that we are just like no we're never fucking playing that again because of how it it feels because of how it it goes over you know what i mean because we are so focused on accomplishing something else while we're up there you know what i mean so i feel like it's so important because the best bands yeah. are the ones that are like that blow you away live you know yeah production or performance whatever it is when it comes to like songwriting i i feel that to my core where like there are definitely songs where i wrote and i'm like i like how this sounds on recording but like i have dread like i dread to think about how how absent just anyone give a fuck how absent the fucks were uh when we played these songs live and maybe like the one part had like a bit of a pop at the end but like yeah i want to play i would rather play a hella old song if it's gonna have consistency through the whole hundred percent versus like oh this one song has a big explosive yeah it's a hard balance to find especially because like we're not a type of band like we're not the type of like uh like rush the stage steal the mic band like i'm literally just trying to impress you as if you've never heard us before because I, I always assume you've never heard us of us before i don't think mugshot's like a oh i know that band like every show we play i always assume like this is the first time you're hearing us you know what i mean yeah. so i try to write the music in a way where it's like this would be attacking somebody if if, mm-hmm. if if you heard this live for the first time that this would still be like like you won't have to hear it on record to understand it you know what i mean that's why at least i try but i i feel like i feel like we do a solid job of that because the biggest compliment we get and it sounds backhanded. And sometimes it is. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, but it, that was way better than whatever mm-hmm. I was expecting, whatever. And I get that because I, I understand like metalcore album artwork and like big breakdowns and like panic court. Like I get it. I totally mm-hmm. get it. So it's a really good feeling when we do play like, it's like a hardcore show or whatever, or like just yeah. a really good show. And someone's like, I don't know. I didn't, I'd never heard you guys are like, I never actually listened to your music. That was awesome. That's like the best feeling. Because that means it yeah. did translate. It really did go over the way it intended, you know? Yeah, and I feel like that's such a an important way to look at it of, of like not like it's literally just humbling yourself to like we are from the dirt and and we could have fans here but let's just play like we just yeah. like came out of the soil and yeah. we just like, And my favorite thing I I for I, the, the mentality of 
my favorite thing about hardcore and this translates obviously to like punk as well is like the reason it's a community is because you go to shows come become friends with those bands you go play shows those bands are stoked as fuck to see you up there and that's that's communal you know what i mean so that's whenever there's like a new band and they're hella young and all these people care about them like why it's like because those motherfuckers been going to shows bro because everyone knows who they are and they're happy as shit to see that you know what i mean like that's right that's that's what it's all about i feel like and so when i'm up there i'm always like it's never like yeah we're a pure noise band and we're about to rip this gig like no it's like i love this stuff just as much as you i love this, these shows just as much as you i'm trying to play something that if i were in your position i'd go oh shit like i'm trying to do the exact same thing because it isn't any different we're the same yeah. people like i try to like appreciate that you know what i mean for sure so i want to first talk about the like the initial thing that um uh the initial lead that put me you guys on my radar which was empty heaven mm-hmm. I, it was crazy to me to hear that you guys sat on that for over a year yeah yeah that was a lot of the songs so i have demos of like our most popular song the the one ego dystonic that's like our most played song i have mm-hmm. demos of that song from 2016 i think like as soon as our like full-length demo dropped sure. and the one that we, I, we waited like five years to like release something else is because I was writing those songs like for that whole time, and and it was because I was, I was constantly in crisis. Like I like I said, I'll sit on an idea as long as I need to until I'm uncomfortable with it. And there, like I have so many revisions of those songs. I have so many different versions of those songs. And what I was like learning throughout that process was to just really be like, fuck song structure and like fuck tempos and fuck like committing to temp like like the the old like metalcore trope of like everything is one speed just different grooves and then we slow down at the end and i I kept even even if we were writing more modern stuff i kept finding that box and i would get frustrated and be like so turned off by it by that like pop structure and like choruses and stuff even though i was like i would naturally write it i would be so turned off by it it's like a good example is like a song on that album it's called death has a shadow and it's like two minutes and 30 seconds i think now and the original version was three minutes and 30 or something like that. And it's, I think it's still on YouTube. You can listen to the old version. And I have no shame about that because I'm actually really proud to like show people like this is how we used to think and this is how we think now. And uh, the old version has two choruses and a big bridge, and a big ring out for the breakdown. And the new version has one chorus and revamps everything. And make, it's now one of our favorite songs to play live. It goes over much better. All of us love that song. We like never let it go. And I feel like I'm happy that we waited so long. Because at the time, I was like, I'm being way too picky. I'm being way too annoying about this. If I do this forever, it'll never come out. And it's not like it matters anyways. Because we were when we were writing that stuff, we had like 3K monthly listeners. So I was like, what, Like, why do I care this much? Like, like <laughs> we, should, we, should, we should just be putting music out at this point. But right. the more that we've sat on those songs and like been playing them since, I'm, I'm really happy we did that. Because yeah. when I, I, I'm still proud of those songs. I'm still proud of like... The fact that when I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, we were on some fuck tempo shit. We were on some like fuck song structure shit. Like violin ends goes through four different tempo changes in like a minute. And that's exactly what I wanted was to just like uh, 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 and just keep hitting you left and right. And right. my favorite thing, my favorite compliment I've, I've gotten from that release is that people say it's like it's like unpredictable. Like even even if they like you feel like you're in it, what happens next is like, I didn't think that that was going to be. But like it went over well. Like that's really right. fucking cool to me. So yeah, we we, we yeah. sat on that because we recorded it all right before a pandemic, and that was when yeah, it was I was January making January twenty twenty, I think. Yeah, I was making yeah. changes all the way to the last day, like literally, like I like the title track had a different structure than the day before when I recorded it, 
And so, <laughs> I yeah, you yeah, cannot. yeah, no, yeah, everything. I, I literally have all these demos saved because I think it's so crazy. Like, I have, um, I, re- I record everything on like a really old iPad, so I can't do tempo changes. And mm-hmm. so, like, our, our song "Good People" has a clear, like, complete uh, vibe change, and it's because I had one file called "Good People One" and one file called "Good People 2. and I just had to constantly like. I had to think back and forth, like, how is this going to connect? And, like, how can I make all these work? You know what I mean? That's, that was the writing process for that for, like, four or five years. Wow. It was very difficult, wild. but, like, I feel like it worked out. I feel like it yeah. worked out because I'm, well, I'm still very proud of those. Like, you can, ch- you can check my personal, like, um, Instagram, but, like, like, Empty Heaven was on my top, like, album, like releases of 2021. Yes. I really and appreciate I just, that. Like, it, and, I, and I think the unexpectedness is, like, something that I gravitate towards because, like, there are certain times where I listen to records like this is a good breakdown, but I've heard this same chord progression in 100%. every single different yeah. tuning from 15 dozen other bands. You yeah. Know? Or even like the same idea. Like mm-hmm. you're not, it's not, you're not necessarily doing that, but you're, it's essentially this other breakdown from this other band. You know, yeah. I, I feel, I feel that it, it's yeah. sticking out, sticking out in this lane is incredibly hard. It's mm-hmm. incredibly hard when you have like between like, and I, 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 I'm trying to word this the right way, because you can with metalcore, you can have like modern or like a uh, revival list metalcore. You know what I mean? Right. Where like all those, so there's those, so many different like sounds to navigate. It branches out to so many different. Things, yeah, and sure. so yeah. and and so it's it's like 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 how I say like how us and Mouth for War are in a similar lane. I would say that their like songwriting structure is way more like classic like metalcore, which you would expect. You know what I mean? With the choruses and like the the big da da dun da da dun. You know what I mean? But yeah. again, they, they knock me on my ass because of how they execute all the parts. You know what I mean? I like that, that diversity, but like, it, I, I metalcore, but like, like I'm saying, it's, it's hard to like stick out. You know what I mean? It's, it's all about what's aesthetically pleasing to whoever. And right. they just gravitate towards it. Some people like big overproduced stuff. Some people don't like that shit at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's all one blanket. I, yeah. I think the biggest thing is, especially in... Just a big old quilt with all these different patches. Yeah. It's the metalcore quilt. In, in metalcore specifically, I feel like there is a really thin line between like you're going over people's heads and this is too stupid. Like mm. you you have to like walk this line of somewhat proficiency, like technical proficiency. I, at least I personally feel this way because if you go a little too chaotic, it's like this breakdown's crazy, but everyone's just going to stare at me while I play it. They're mm. just going to look at me and be like, yeah, good job nice guitar like you know what i mean but and then but if it's too dumb then it's like come on bro you know what i mean so it's it's this tight rope walk at least i feel like i feel no, like, you know i yeah i feel like that's a very great point and uh yeah i think it's it, it is an aspect of like i've heard this part before but then there's also people that you have to recognize that don't maybe have like that obtuse ADHD where they want yes. to just like be like, yes. like one of my favorite uh, bands. And, and you might know, know this because one of your members is uh, Arizona based, but one of my favorite bands uh, before they broke up was a band called easy money. And Oh yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like they're uh, what's the instrumental track. I think it might just be their intro or, Oh, easy does it. I think, it, I think it's, I think that's what it is. It's just Midas an instrumental track is the most fucked up, song ever written <laughs> in hardcore because there's three points where the song theoretically could be over yeah but then and it it's not still goes yeah. bad we played with um, them a really long time ago and it was insanely violent it was a very violent show yeah uh i'm well 
I'll just say because maybe it'll happen and maybe Troy will hear this, but Troy's supposed to come on the podcast. We were supposed to record yesterday, but I think he forgot about it. Oh, um, yeah. I'm not trying to put him on blast because I like I love that band and, and I love yeah, Two yeah. Guns as well. So yeah, maybe that'll happen one day. Super dope. Yeah. So, I, I did not realize that it was him for uh, until like very recently because I had heard, heard the ba- Have you heard his other project? Sledge, no. Uh, Sledgehammer Facelift. Oh, that's is that. Is He's also him? doing vocals. I, I had no idea. Dude, no. That's, that's a fucking awesome. project and a half. That's the one with the the flooded again. Is that where it's like God looking at like the earth and the album's called Flooded yes. Again or something? <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the best album cover title combinations ever. Yes. I think the best the best album title co- cover cover ah, cover combination is Webbed Wing. Uh what's so fucking funny? The mm-hmm. with the clown with the knife. That is the most perfect like i want to buy that vinyl for everybody i know and just to be like look at this isn't that awesome <laughs> you know what i mean the name is just so fucking good yeah um so you you brought up the the pure noise uh signing mm-hmm. which i think is like a very when i saw that i was like that's a very cool acquisition for them because absolutely I, yeah i felt like you know i i i and it's still i think this is your mindset still is like i think you guys are a little underestimated when it comes to like bands from california specifically mm-hmm. so when i saw pure noise scoop scooping you guys up i was like you know it, yeah. it, it's a constant reminder to me it's like you know your band might not be for everyone but you doing your thing might catch the attention of the exactly right people, right? and you can't be hung up on the fact that it's not forever everyone you can't be you mm-hmm. know what i mean you literally right. can't be jaded about that shit because I always like my biggest my biggest thing about like just never stop doing music like my, my mentality of like why you should just always keep going as long as you have something going for you like it, as in and I mean going for you as in like you have a band that knows how to play like yeah. as long just keep fucking going my biggest example would always be like no shade but like when I was in high school I'd always be like Emir because I never fucking dug Emir I couldn't mm-hmm. get it I never understood it but they I'd be like you have six merch stores online you have you kill tours like you have like people buy and give you money and they go to your shows like people love you right and 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 that it sounds fucked up but that always translated to me is like we'll just keep going like someone out there will find your shit and go I've never heard anything like this and they'll love it you know what I mean like just just keep that that grind you know what I mean yeah it it's it's crazy when a band can just like kind of just keep on continuing it, and mm-hmm. it is kind of a, a weird thing where it's like an album comes out and it kind of is going back to our kind of like songwriting discussions where it kind of feels a lot of like the the second comings of a lot of different types of songs mm-hmm. um but the fact that they can just continue continue to like go out and kill it and yeah like i i've tried to keep that mindset as well as like definitely year over year the Activeness of certain projects come yeah. can come and go, but like my, my favorite thing to, to say whenever someone is like, through. I can't believe so and so artist is doing this. I can't believe so and so artist is doing this well. I my favorite thing is just every day another kid turns sixteen. Every single day another kid turns sixteen and goes, "What is that?" And then like it's the first thing they've ever heard that's like that. Like right. you can't. It, it, it just it's always there. Discovery is always is always happening. You know. Yeah. But when it comes to like us being kind of like under the radar like i just attribute like if i'm being honest in my personal experience i would love to be proven wrong i would love to be proven wrong the bay and a lot of california we just don't care about metalcore like we just don't care i couldn't really name in the last like decade like a prominent 
like all of us are all behind this and it's metalcore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I literally couldn't. There's, and there's I'm not, definitely I'm, a lot of like metallic hardcore, but yes. not hardcore. Not we've got flavors. We've got flavors and flavors <laughs> of hardcore. I, I I love our brand of hardcore more than most because of the fact that like like when when there was like a big three of like Hands of God and Gulch and Drain, my favorite thing would just like when I talk about those bands, people would be like, all three of them are hardcore bands. All three of them have th- different things going for them. Hands of God mm-hmm. has straight up death metal riffs. Fucking Gulch has like a black metal tint. Like uh, Drain is a, a thrash crossover band. All hardcore, all completely different flavors. Like super. Yeah. And that was always mad inspiring to me. The fact that it was just that different flavor. And I've always tried to take that as just like, well, we like metalcore. Let's just do like, this is our thing. And if, if we could be, I always say this, if we could be the band on the hardcore bill where they're like, I don't usually like metalcore, but you guys were cool and vice versa. That's and that's usually the case. Like if we are on a metalcore bill, we get called the hardcore band because we have more two steps. And then if we are on a hardcore bill, we get called the metalcore band because we have panic chords. Mm -hmm. And I I actually like that. I appreciate that. You know, Um, in my, I feel like where we're from, we just it just doesn't go over like that. And it could be because I don't know bills don't get curated around that type of that music. But I just I personally just never felt like there was like a scene for like metalcore. You know what I mean? And I'm not complaining about it. I just feel like that's just how it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like sometimes that does work in your favor where it's like if, because from where I'm based, a lot of the stuff where I'm from is like either metalcore or metallic hardcore. So yeah. Like I've noticed a, that in some scenes. In some scenes, like they really fucking care about like actual metalcore bands, whether it's like yeah. revival stuff, 2010 stuff, or like mm-hmm. new stuff. They actually, they really care and hold it down. Yeah. I think that's why that, that inspired us to tour because when we, when we left California and we saw how well we would do in like Arizona and Texas and like Utah and stuff, like just like, just right out of the state. And it, it may, I think it did validate. It's like, Oh, we just don't really have like a platform for this kind of, this kind of music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think that there's a bit of like, like, I think it's, it's, there's two things that are on my mind here. The first <laughs> is like when you're the only band of a certain subgenre of heavy music of the local scene, I feel like that works in your favor because it's not like, oh, I'm just going to another night where I've seen yeah. this band. Less oversaturation like, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, at least I can act a little like foolish or a little bit, I can mosh a little differently for a band like <laughs> yeah. that. I think that also works in your favor. 100%. Um, but I think it's also just maybe, this is maybe a bit of a, like a, an ego thing, but I think selfishly it's it's wild when like, you can kind of like continue to exist and then it kind of comes around where all your local and hometown stuff where you didn't have the i guess not the initial love but like the overwhelming mm-hmm. love yeah it yeah. kind of like comes as like a like a the like validation un- unintended tsunami you know kind of back around yeah so. yeah no i totally under- i totally understand what you mean uh, it, it, i the goal all, all, like honestly is one day would to just be like have like a really sick like metalcore bill in the bay that like mm-hmm. we could be on and be a part of we've literally never like really done anything like that like that that'll mm-hmm. probably be a goal like I, I, us personally just like trying to rep that sound from from there to begin with when yeah. i do think about the fact that we're like like that we are signed on pure noise and that like we like when when i say that like i can't think of metalcore bands are doing that a lot of my friends would be like well you guys are doing it i'm like that like thanks but like i don't necessarily think of it that way I, I'm, right. I'm 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 extremely proud to be on pure noise like i mentioned earlier like story as far as like my favorite band i grew up listening to most of that roster and like a lot of like the like alternative rock bands and like those labels of like the early 2010s that was like my shit that was like all i was obsessed with like when i was a kid and whatever 
uh, genre of music I was would, would eventually pursue. I was always like, I'd love to be on Run For Cover or Pure Noise. Like, just, like, one of those labels, because I loved every single band on, like, both of those. So when that when that actually came to fruition, it was, like, like unbelievable to me, because so many incredible bands that, like, in our lane, out of our lane, um, that are, like, worldwide, you know what I mean? And that we've, we've looked up to and seen their trajectories, like, seen everything happen. Like, uh, like Knock Loose specifically, like, uh, of our old members had seen Knock Loose on their first tours, like, on the West Coast. And then I, that led to like, I saw them at House of Blues in like 2019 when they sold that shit out. So like seeing seeing stuff like that and then being right up there with like, they're like on the same roster as those names now, it, it feels amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very cool to see. So let's talk about the new EP. So like Cold Will oh, yeah. has been out uh, for a couple of weeks as far as the time of recording this mm-hmm. episode. Um, like how how many shows have you guys gotten to play to kind of like see if like just one are, just just, just yet, one yesterday just yesterday yeah we've, we've had the single the singles that the three singles that we had are the two singles i think we had left in the wake and life's dead out for a minute and uh they've been playing those on tour for a while but last night was the first time we got to play like most of the ep live like mm. all the songs that we'd never played live we, we played live last night so Damn. i i i love them I fucking love playing the new songs. Usually how it goes is that we write a new song and it kicks my ass. And like, I have to, I have to, I, I actually, I personally like, I will personally push myself and write a song. That's like, I'm going to hate playing this to, to make myself go, no, this will be the new normal. Like you're going to push yourself this hard from now on. And I think with the new record, we did that so much with the first songs that by the end of like now that they're out and they're done, I'm like, this is cake. Like this is, I'm ready. Like this, this, is, this is everything I wanted to do live. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the, 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 the reception has been really fun. And yeah, uh, uh, honing in on that live music aspect again, I feel like the new songs uh, helped at least from last night helped that a lot. Cause I, I, again, I go, I went in with like, yeah, we released this, but none of you guys have heard it. So mm-hmm. like he, you're going to hear it like this, you know what I mean? And the reaction seemed like, so, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you guys have any plans uh, to do kind of like a, a release tour or anything around that? I, th- the- I think next year, as soon as possible, as soon mm-hmm. as possible next year, I know we have something in the works and I know that we have, I know that we have bands in the hat and I know that they're mostly confirmed. I just can't oh, say okay. anything else. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, yeah, always, yeah I- it's, it's the, it's the delicate balance of like, there's more stuff that you can't say versus yeah. what you can say. This will be, I, we just have, I, I think it's just that one tour lined up. And from what I know, it'll be like mostly our homies and we're all going to be celebrating uh, different releases. So I, oh. I think, I think that'll be really cool. Yeah. Just, just a whole like just release party tour. Yeah. Release party tour. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think those are the most fun because I, I, you're, it, it is a celebration. You know what I mean? And those songs, like, I don't know, you know, I, I'm always the most excited to play songs when they're new. Mm. you know i'm sure other people feel that way just to really find out how they feel uh the first test of these show these songs is like like last night was the was the real first test but we're going to be going on tour in europe with like the amity affliction and comeback kid and alpha wolf so that's going to be the first tour we play this set list on and i'm a little like that's interesting. Like it's, it's such a different crowd. You know what I mean? Like I don't know how this is gonna go over, but like, I'm very excited. You know? Yeah. In- interesting litmus test for like what I was like. The album was supposed to be like hard mosh, like let's beat ass. You know what I mean? So interesting litmus test for like these like big metalcore shows. You know? Yeah. I-, I mean, like you know, Brian Garris always famously 
famously talks about like loves being the scary band on a a tour package you know i've never felt that until this tour and i'm like i so people keep saying that like oh you guys are gonna be the scary band i'm like isn't alpha wolf heavy like what are you talking about like what do you what do you mean by that i I think that i think that they have like like they have they have they certainly have some parts um but i feel like maybe on their marketing like they they got the fucking like after effects like expert doing all their music videos so it's like a little bit more like oh you guys are like style stylized stylistically heavy yeah i'll say that yes i totally understand what you mean yeah i totally understand yeah Yeah. we are we are definitely the odd man out on that one but i'm looking forward to it yeah like i think i think it'll be interesting yeah um i want to like just jump back to i guess like some of the songwriting aspects oh sure yeah as a as a fellow songwriter myself i'm always kind of curious on like different I guess disciplines that people kind of like put into their um into their process and mm-hmm. it, it's cool to hear how you are like very willing to let something just sit on the shelf until it's like full full done versus yeah like, well we'll just throw like a fucking this kind of breakdown and call it a day so like yeah I'm curious if there's like a specific uh like like trope or like is there anything obvious that you've caught yourself as like oh this is like a this is a very generic Michael thing to do, and I'm not trying to. Like, Therefore, I avoid it. My... Yes. 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 Um, I personally have a really hard time, as many sections as we have. I have a very hard time liking panic chord parts, like a mm. very hard time because they're so simple. But that's the point. Like, it's hard that it's simple, but I struggle with that. So, Cold Will doesn't have any. If you've noticed, Cold Will does not have any panic chord yeah. breakdowns. And that was not intentional. It was literally just because I could not be satisfied. I was not satisfied with any of them. And so therefore, none of them made it. So like, I feel like a, a, a song, like a, a trope, I guess I try to avoid is like, like dumb for the sake of dumb. Like, like if you don't know where to go, let's just slow down out of nowhere. Let's just do like this dumb slam riff out of nowhere. Like I used to do that a lot. And I actively avoid the shit out of it now. But I've noticed, like, again, everything's a tightrope walk. Everything's a tightrope walk. You focus a little bit too much on the riffs, you're losing all the mosh. You focus a little bit too much on the mosh, you're losing all the structure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, 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 all, it's all this tightrope walk. I, I feel like, I feel like this, the new record was really fun to write because I came in with mostly ideas. And like I said, I usually write on an iPad. And I, if I have tempo changes, if I have ideas, I have to make separate uh, entire projects to continue just because there's a tempo change or something like that. And so I've kind of let that go. And I will now just like have ideas. I like this riff. I like this structure. And I go in with like, um, this sounds funny because it's so abstract. I go in with like a band that like madly inspires me, but I don't try to rip them off. I just try to be inspired, if that makes sense. Like, no, no, no I like, got you. You, yeah. you ever watch a guitar player that's like a billion times better than you? And you're like, I'm never playing this shit but I watch this every day so that like, cause it's like, God, I, yeah, I want to get better at guitar. Like I'm never going to be that good, but like, that's right. basically what it is. It's like bands like that do that for me are like specifically is like pig destroyer. I talk about them a lot. They, they, mm. their, their style of like, fuck you. This is the coolest riff ever. And then they just take it away from you. Like, I just think that's really cool. And I kind of want to flip that and be like all of the crazy parts that they have where it's like, why didn't they play this riff for two minutes? That's what we're going to do. We're going to play that riff for two minutes. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to like lean more, lean more into, which has in turn made it so that like, I feel like 
So a lot of the new songs are like faster, keep like a more consistent, fast pace. We don't really slow down into like crazy slow breakdowns. Like on Empty Heaven, there are several moments where it's just it just slows all the way down. It's a beat down riff. Like yeah, you know what's supposed to happen. We don't really do that anymore. And and that all of that is like kind of intentional. You know, what I mean, trying to like I guess give different flavors to the live aspect and not corner ourselves to be like, oh, everything is the same payoff. You guys all just like, you just slow down every single time and this and that, you know? Is that like, I guess, how you guys are kind of like moving in that direction? Is that like, we're moving in this like linear direction or is that going to be more of like a, like a pendulum swing where like we might come back? A pendulum, pendulum, absolutely. I think I did, we did this record uh, in a different tuning with a different approach to songwriting to prove that I could like to prove that like, mm. cause as, as soon as I was done with empty heaven, like as soon as it came out, all I was listening to was like criminal instinct and like fast bands. Like I was just listening to really fast stuff and it like impressed me that like bands could be so in your face and so aggressive and not slow and not like have like a obvious like beat down part, but it's like, it's tough as shit. Mm-hmm. And that really inspired. And I don't think our new music sounds like that at all. You know what I mean? But it definitely inspired me to like, pick up the pace and be more like in your face and now that we've proven that we can do that i really like i've said like i really like the whole uh walking the line of hardcore metalcore it makes me feel like well if we just released a full metalcore ep well that's why i consider like empty heaven that's like undeniably a metalcore ep and if you listen to the new ep which i would i would consider like a bit more on the hardcore side at least riff wise and song structure wise i personally feel that way it at least to me proves that like oh we can do both i can make an album where the drop tune songs or crazy metalcore garbage and the regular, like we tuned to standard on the new stuff on purpose. Uh, that could be like the more hardcore leaning stuff. It makes me feel like I could write a minute long hardcore song and get away with it and write a three minute metalcore song, and get away with it on the same album. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, that freedom of expression is like what keeps us like going and like interested in doing stuff. Cause right. we don't, we don't want to make the same record twice. Like as soon as we're done with the first one, we want to make something different, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I I think I like the idea of kind of like staying. It's not like staying in a lane, but it's staying within like a field, if anything. Yeah. And like this idea that true to yourself, I feel like. Yeah. And like not feeling like can like just so like, okay, well, if we went from this genre point to this genre point, we need to kind of keep like dig our heels in there. And it's like Mm -hmm. it's not about like like walking it back, but I think just being like, hey, we're going to. We're gonna be a heavy band. We're gonna, but we're also gonna like not be at the mercy of like changing things up because like yeah. if we want to do that, we're gonna fucking do that. Yeah, we're gonna do. Whatever, you can't box us. We're gonna do whatever we want, except mm-hmm. for clean choruses. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> no shade. I just don't fucking wanna. <laughs> but we're is, all on the same page. <laughs> is there any any times? Because I find this too as as a songwriter, where it's like certain ways a song starts. Like I, I, I've mentally checked out about it. I might not turn off the song, but I've like mentally checked out of it. Yeah, I like uh going back to oh, like with our songs personally. N- not your songs, but like when you're listening to other bands, either who are within the metalcore space or maybe just yeah. other heavy bands, where you're like yeah, like so go. Oh shit! Sorry, you 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 glitched for that last part. Sorry. Go oh ahead. no, yeah, I was just I was just kind of curious, like. I, I feel like, you know, sometimes there is that appreciation where it's like, oh, yeah, I understand what they're doing here. But it's like it irks me that it's like this is just a triplet breakdown. I, so when it comes to when it comes to bands being too simple, 
no i actually i don't have many bands where i like like that bothers me like how simple they're being sometimes what bothers me is that i see like the potential in a in like in what a band produces and i can hear what the best parts of what they're making are and everything else is like designed to go over your head you know what i mean like everything else and like there are certain bands that are like that it's and, and it's either the biggest thing i find in metalcore specifically like when i do listen to like contemporaries or like say just this genre is how exhausting it can get like metal i've noticed that metal fans like people that are excited about metal music itself enjoy a four minute song and they enjoy uh, a main riff motif that plays the whole time and they enjoy that technicality and a bridge with a solo and all that stuff and i just like i get so bored so bored of that stuff and i i i i guess like when a band is like so capable of breaking that mold and like you know what i mean and you can see it like with their proficiency like with with their songwriting sometimes even but then they like box themselves or they like they just do too much and connor has a saying where it's like if it's 100 all the time it's not at all like if you're 100 miles if you're going 100 miles an hour all the time you're not doing anything actually you're just it's just you know what i mean yeah and right. i i guess that's it, it doesn't necessarily irk me it, like it makes me like oh like i want to like i guess it does irk me yeah i, I just want to be like <laughs> what if what if this like what if right. we just, you know but that's that's their vision like that's that's what they want to do and just like with hardcore like there's so many different flavors and I'm, i might like the flavors of hardcore more but like mm. it's 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 all like for someone else like like revivalist metalcore is not really for me like i could because i because i didn't get into those bands like mm. i can i'm really good at like if you show me a band that sounds like poison the well I can tell you, like, oh, this sounds like Poison the Well. This sounds like mm-hmm. Seven Angels, Seven Plagues. Like, I could tell you immediately what band it's inspired by, but it doesn't do anything else beyond that. Like, I can just hear it and be like, all right, cool, like, whatever, yeah. you know? So I guess stuff like that is, like, that's the only thing where, like, it, it's, it, it gets in my ear and I'm kind of like, annoyed by it, if anything. Yeah. But it's never a band being too simple, oddly enough, because I actually kind of admire when a band, like, like a band like Kublai Khan that is, like, ridiculously simple ridiculous yeah exactly that's the reaction of course it's like regardless of the fact that it's like they they, it's intentional they know exactly what they're doing you know what i mean and yeah i I respect that you know dude that band is so so interesting to me because like i i i have this is a very pro kublai khan podcast so sorry to people (laughs) that don't fuck with that band but like the fact that they do so much with so little yeah and that's like in every aspect in like Igor said it best. The uh, they are proof of the grind. They they yeah. said that shit best. They are absolutely proof of the grind because if you are in, if you like, especially kids like us, kids like, like an in mugshot, like if if you don't think that Connor was listening to every Kublai Khan release since they became a band, you know what I mean? Like it's very clear that their influence ha- has spread like that, but For they sure. didn't reach that like peak of uh mainstream popularity until like however many albums in you know what i mean yeah. that's a big proof of the grind and they and they did it being themselves never changed up their formula always did like Dude, them having the off time breakdowns has like poisoned my mind as far yeah. as how i write stuff because it's like yeah. the, it's not on the one it it's on the two it's like dun, da, it's on the snare yeah. hit when, you know what's uh, funny even though we do it i guess the breakdown i get tired of most is the domination pantera when everybody do- like we have one on our new album, but everybody does it. It's when it's just hi hat and scratching guitars, like yeah. and there's no actual kick under it, just right. a domination breakdown. 
whenever I hear that, I am kind of like, but we do it too. So it's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. live, those, those go over so well. They, they right. sound so fucking good, you know? So, um, I, but I don't know if, uh, so when they were on, um, fucking, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, dude who drums for Stray. Uh, his podcast. Uh, uh, I I don't even know what the podcast is called. I just know that we listen to it in the van. I know what you're talking about, though. I know I know his his hand. Uh, yeah, Craig Craig Reynolds. I didn't have to mm-hmm. Instagram search. So they so Isaac and and Matt were on his podcast, and they were talking about every release that they come with less and less ideas, <laughs> and everything that they do in the studio is just like on the fly, and for some reason that works. Like they said, I think Absolute, they had like less than half of the album written. When I heard Absolute Which the first so time. Which is so stupid. When I heard that bass breakdown where it's just brace, I, I was like, that was an accident and they kept it. There's literally no way. There's literally no way that like they, they just pressed it and the like, bass was the only thing that played. And they were like, wait a second. That's hard. Like there's no way that's not what happened, right? That's like, funny you say that because like, like it is... I've been trying to do a Kuban Khan episode for forever. And um, and this is maybe pulling the curtain back a little bit, but like um, the person that I in, I'm in contact who's who's like kind of like a, a PR connect to to them. Um, it's just because Matt is like like so not technical. Like he has no tech. Yeah, he is, he is a flip phone guy. He lives in Florida. He does his his thing. And so like he he can really only do it when it's like in person and doing yeah but like i have been like is there any way someone else can do the zoom for him there's there's actually not so that's so crazy if it it's not about if it's when i get to interview him i'm gonna have to ask him about that base breakdown because that yeah i would love is that's my confident because i've i've everyone's been in that situation of studio magic when something just happens and you're just like wait wait i didn't see it that way but i (laughs) I, I do now, you know what I mean. Yeah. I feel like everybody's been in that situation. When I heard that, I was like, "That has to be the case. It has yeah. to be." Yeah. Uh, do you know the you know the band uh, Sledge from Oklahoma? Absolutely, absolutely. Shout out! They them. had a, a a moment on not uh, this past release, but the, are you like, talking the about the guitar shit? The fucking the the ew, guitar, ew, ew, dude. Ew. Oh, we listened to that the other day. We listened to that literally the other day because of how. Sick and like inspirational, like that is like that is that we we I can name a, I'm not going to I can name a band that like wrote a part because of that like a hundred percent because of that sledge riff they were like wait a second riff if you want to call it that you know right. what I mean like yeah everybody go listen I don't know what that song is called go listen to Sledge OKC listen to the song where they have a fucked up distorted guitar on loop yeah. and it turns into the sickest groove you've ever heard that shit is awesome I'll pull that's it that type of out of the box shit that like. You never forget. You know what I mean? I, I love that. Uh, I think it's you can hear the horns start to blow off of a pitch black night without headlights. Everybody listens to that shit. It is yeah. fucking the last, I, the I, whole I, last stretch <laughs> of that song. I gave Colton shit because we, uh, I played a fest uh, that he was playing in Canada uh, for the first time. And they, because they used to do it where they'll play the fucking like, you know, the, yeah. the drums come in and they kind of like skipped some of that. And I was like, guys, that's the best Dude, part of it. You don't even understand. <laughs> come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do, is there anything outside of music that influences um, your songwriting? And the reason I ask is because I know that you're a pretty big nerd 
on, yeah. <laughs> on some things. And yeah. I've written shit that I've like played a video game and I hear something and it's yeah. like caused the whole song <laughs> okay, to this, go off. This is mildly embarrassing. I like the whole the, the project that I was talking about, the, it was called Mensis. Mensis is just the name of the nightmare of Mensis from Bloodborne. And I, I'm a huge Souls guy, love Souls stuff, any FromSoft uh, games. I'm big Souls guy, just love mm-hmm. all of them. And Bloodborne is like probably like my favorite game ever. And I like was so inspired by just like the mostly like the world, but like just how uh, all the imagery was in Bloodborne. Like the fact that they were just like talking about having like eyes inside your skull and stuff like that. And it made me want to like write songs where like that's what you're talking about. And that's how that shit started. But it eventually just turned into like, I'm just going to talk about things I hate. Like this is just going to be militants. Like I'm just talking about like, like fury, you know what I mean? And it'll just be the, the bloodborne influence would just be the fact that it's really chaotic and that I have like a bloodborne sample or whatever. Mm. That's the closest I ever got to actually like having something that's like fully inspired by like a video game that is literally like based off of that. Right. When it comes to like, what's funny is that I feel like in media, when I get inspired, it's usually like I hear a phrase and I hear a song title that I, I would think would be cool. And I, and that gives it its own life almost like if the For song sure. title sounds like if that song title sounds like this is supposed to be fucked up, like they'll probably be the song supposed to be fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like blush, Co- blush covered bruise is a, a song title I had for a very long time. And like, I wanted to write the, I had the concept of the song. I had like the song idea, but I didn't actually have like any like uh musical, you know what I mean? Uh, accompaniment and so when we actually wrote the song it ended up being as like fast and like in your face as it was i felt like it, it took its own life like it, it took on a life of its own like it felt mm-hmm. like oh like that that's what this song sounds like the fact that that's what the name is you know what i mean it all just lends itself to it so i, I get inspired by like phrases like simple phrases and stuff like that like oh yeah um if i if anything like i i have a billion like unfinished projects that i will like say like i'll hear like a lord of the rings quote and be like i need to record a black metal song now like right <laughs> you know what I, you know what i mean like i i get i hear i get that stuff all the fucking time like just, just that those little spurs of inspiration you know sure yeah the, the thing, I, I, thing I think that, it's it's also just it's the it's the natural i guess thing in the back of your mind when you're watching a movie and then you just hear some kind of like like it happens with me where i'm watching a show or a movie and i'm like I've heard that before. And then I'm like, oh, that's a sample off of yes. this song. Yes. Or like, or if, if it's, you, you jot it down, like, yo, this TV show, this episode of this time says some. A hundred percent. As soon as they say this, that's like, a... I actually told, okay, I'm going to say this because I'm pretty sure we'll never name a song this, but we had a, one of the, one of the working titles for the one of the songs on cold will was called God lives in Slidal, Louisiana. And I, I don't know where, if that's even how you say Slidell, S-L-I-D-E-L-L. And it's because of a live PD episode where, which is like a cops type show. And it's, this guy gets fucking, I encourage everyone to look this up. Just look up, you will literally, you look up Slidell, Louisiana, and this is be the first thing that comes up. It's a live PD episode. It's like S-L-I-D- five S-L-I-D-E-L-L. And it'll say like Slidell, live PD. Like that'll be like the first suggestion probably. Okay. Uh, that live PD episode, this guy gets like pulled over for i i don't want he's like driving recklessly or something like that he seems like he's drunk he gets out of the car and the his attitude the whole time is just like why are you bothering me like do you know who i am like why are you bothering me mm-hmm. and they put him in cuffs because he's like he's being detained because he's not really being cooperative sure. and he said he says this is what's going to happen you're going to take these cups off of me in about five minutes you're going to stand over there you're going to apologize you're, and i'm going to give these men a hug and i'm gonna hug them i'm gonna bless them 
And then they say like, what, they say like, what's your name? And he says like, you don't know my name. Like ask your buddies. Like, cause my buddies are already here. You just can't see them. And it's, it's such a crazy clip. And then he says, right. my name is, my name is Christ Yeshua. Like I'm God. Like he says, he's God. Oh yeah. And yeah. literally within like a minute, within a minute or two, they get a random, like they're asking for his like identification or something. They get a random call, like shots fired. They take the cuffs off of him, tell him to have a good night and like, like let him go. And I was like, okay, so that's some God. divine like, intervention. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna name a song "God Lives" and slide out. But that that alone made me go like, I'm gonna write a song where you're like that. This just schizophrenia in a song. <laughs> so I think the song became, oh, it's 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 a single that we released last year. I think that song became "Dancing on a Pin," mm-hmm. which is a song that's just just like crazy like tricord stuff sliding, you know. And so it was inspired by the fact that. That was such a manic <laughs> like thing. And I, I I immediately wrote that in my notes, like God lives in Slidell, Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think it's very cool because I think it's uh there's obviously people that can just like hear a record and then or they want to write a, a type of music and they can just do that off of <clears throat> their wealth of knowledge. But I think there's nothing <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with like I think it's a it's a bit of a secret like weapon to like absolutely pull from other stuff like i've written like and i think an early inspiration for me was um i was listening i this is back when bands did actual like tour videos and updates Mm -hmm. on youtube Mm -hmm. that like you know 500 people would watch yeah Uh, but i listened to this band called vanna and they called out the ghost inside who like at the time had only put out one record yeah. So like this is before they like you know exploded to to the, yeah. to the scale that they're now. But they called um, them out. They called them out because they're like, we know how you guys write your breakdowns. You guys just take uh, Mario like music patterns and do it. And then I listened, and then they like cut in a clip from the first song off of the first record, uh, and it's called Provoke. And the last breakdown is literally just the Mario theme song. Like no, dude, really. I'm playing this shit for you right now. <laughs> it's that's really okay. Hold on, In... I gotta make sure that you can hear my fucking uh, computer speakers. So I had this shit queued up, so you can hear that. Yeah, this is your. <laughs> this is this is my home. This is my extra homework for later. Uh, okay, it goes. <laughs> I'm gonna love this. This is gonna fucking blow your mind. <laughs> Okay, I'll just skip to the end. Okay. All right, here it comes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and they hit the brown note. Okay, okay, I have to spill this then. I feel like if you know, if you hear this song, you'll immediately recognize it. But I can't even, I can't hate on that because on our first full length, we have a song called Rage, and that intro is literally just the me theme song, like the we like. No, it's not. Yeah, it's just that. The first it's, it's literally yeah it's like we have like a little sample that plays but literally as soon as the breakdown happens it's done 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 oh. 
so funny to me. I think at the very end we go zero four three two one, so it's dun 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 dun. dun. It literally oh, is like you just meme. really leaned into that shit. <laughs> it was that was Dude. a meme. That was that was for sure a meme. So I can't even hate it on that. I can't even hate. That's funny as fuck. Okay. Can can we uh can we hat trick this? Can I? Well, okay. This was an unintentional. Um. So you know, I'm I'm wearing the Halo shirt today. Oh yeah. And uh, like that is my shit. But um, uh, so I was writing this song, and then I realized halfway through, I'm like, this is literally one note off of being the actual Halo, uh, like Halo Two, like guitar music. Um, That's sick. So Acc- accidental, like yeah, it literally always in your brain. Accident, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, uh, where the fuck? Okay, you can hear that. Yeah. Are you saying the Halo 2 theme? I feel you. So, so it's the da 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 I think you can hear it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. This part you can hear is like... Yeah! Oh, I, told, I, I get what you mean. This kind of so. works, though. I feel like you can get away with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We like so. fully leaned into it, so hell yeah, um, that's awesome. No, this I, I th- fuck this with was that. all a, a, a big exercise just to showcase that you hear something and you can just just shoehorn, you just just you can be inspired in. by anything. Like my biggest inspiration, like I was saying earlier, is like is literally like bands like Cannibal Corpse and like Pig Destroyer and like Dying Fetus, like bands that are on a technical level miles above me, but their dumb shit is like the stuff I can relate to. That mm. stuff impresses me more than anything. Like I, like I think I've said this before. Like nothing will get me more in the mood to write something than a Cannibal Corpse documentary. Like I will just watch their documentaries, watch their tour documentaries, their studio documentaries, and nothing makes me want to pick up a guitar more and just yeah. like try to make something stupid and like gross. You know that pushes me super hard. Yeah. Death metal guitarists, I think in general, push me really, really hard. Man, if if you've written a song that's been influenced by a video game. It, it's time to 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 show your cards. <laughs> uh, well, Michael, you know we're heading towards the end of the episode. Uh, it's been really, really fun chatting with you, man, and I feel Hell like yeah. we could keep it going. But um, uh, one of the last questions I ask uh, before we start to wrap it is a favorite Mosh-related story uh, that you would like to share. So that's oh, okay. anything that's first to your head could be funny, wholesome, uh, uh, graphic could have happened to you or just you saw it as a show that you were let's doing. go let's go okay okay uh one time we play this uh, venue in fresno called the chinatown youth center and it's like it literally looks like the set of the fucking walking dead like the the area is so desolate there's nothing in that area everyone that's ever played there will say the same fucking thing it's fucking terrible there mm-hmm. but really fun show and this was like when we first started and our old vocalist who was like a six foot like no like six and a half like near six and a half foot tall like lanky gentleman and so like he's unavoidable i feel like if he's like anywhere near a pit he doesn't pit but if he's anywhere near like you can tell like you you see him right he like he's standing watching this band me and my drummer me and connor walk out sit sit outside he walks out 
a minute after us and he's like holding his head and he's like oh man someone hit me like super hard we're like oh man that sucks you okay five seconds later someone kicks the door open this guy's holding his fucking arm and it's in half his arm is just dangling like he broke it <laughs> like crazy and he just looks around and he just walks away <laughs> like walks into the void oh. of the walking dead set like just walk down the street did, didn't he's like he's like i'm us. just sacrificing myself i'm becoming a walker you did, know did not say anything to us like, i was just like huh and then we put it together i was like oh so he broke his fucking arm on your head like that's what that's what just happened like he marched oh. onto you and broke the shit out of his arm and you came out with a concussion and he was like oh no <laughs> yeah and then my favorite uh I, I don't know if i've told this story but this is one of my favorite just experiences that's ever happened to me um shout out your hat uh i saw speed in san jose at the x bar which is like a bowling alley type venue it's like yeah, yeah. It, yeah it's it's an interesting venue it, it, it was packed to the brim and according to all accounts that had been to uh that show as well as like the tsunami gulch show that had happened the speed show was even more violent which i like couldn't believe when people were saying that because both of those were packed as shit and yeah. obviously those crowds pop off but the speed crowd was absolutely insane and you know there's a showgoer a type of showgoer and they're really enthusiastic and they got their battle vest on and a bunch <laughs> of patches and you know that they've never heard of a hardcore band, but they're happy as fuck. And you're like, I love those kids. I love it. Cause I'm like, sure. I, I love anybody being at the hardcore show. I don't give a fuck. Like if you're like a tourist, like whatever, come hang out. Like this show, let's have some fun. You know what I mean? At least, at least you get to see it. I don't, I literally don't give a fuck. Yeah. All of my friends and I are in the back because we're like, I'm not getting hurt tonight. Fuck that. And it's also the most packed I've ever seen this, this venue. So like yeah. I'm getting hurt. I'm probably getting hurt regardless. But we're standing all the way in the back, actively avoiding people still like to get hit. And this kid in front of me has like a battle vest on. And he turns around. He like makes eye contact with me. He's like, <sighs> and I just go, "What? Hi, like, what's up?" <laughs> he goes, "I got hit really hard." And I was like, <laughs> "Word, like, I don't know what you want me to say." <laughs> like, okay, bro. <laughs> like, I, that just like stuck with me the whole night. Made me laugh so hard. <laughs> but yeah, so like, funny. yeah, th those those are two. I I, I don't personally mosh because. I'm so fucking prone to getting hurt. Like I've been knocked out at house shows. I've been like, I don't get targeted, but I'm, I'm one of those people, you know, when you just, you get in and you have a style and people are like, I'm not checking that guy. Or you're just like, Oh, oh like you either think that, Oh, they're a hard mosher or they, they dance nice. But either way, you're probably just going to stay away. Sure. I'm not that guy. I, I hop in. You're like, Oh, I'm moshing right next to that dude. And I'm folding him. Like that's, that's like, that's, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's the energy I give off. You know what I mean? So like I'll two step for a band. You know what I mean? But like, when I used to go to local shows, I used to get kicked in the mouth all the time. And I, I used to feel like I, was, I would always get kicked directly in the mouth. And I would always be like going like this for the rest of the show because I thought they split my lips with their fucking waffle pattern foot. You know what I mean? Like that would happen every single show. But thankfully, all the other mosh stories I have or other people, you know, <laughs> yeah. those are the yeah. two that always come to mind when people are talking about like pit stories is like it's just someone breaking their fucking arm over our old vocalist head. And yeah. that kid dying in front of me at speed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Both great stories. It, it, it's yeah. almost like he was like looking at you, like kind of like breaking the fourth wall. If yeah. you were watching the story Take of care his of life. Me. Like switch yeah. with me. Like, I don't, what do you want? No. <laughs> like, Tap me in. No. You're, yeah, you're I'm, good. So, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Michael, um, you know, really happy that we got to finally do this. Uh, Likewise. Really fucking with the EP. Uh, really encourage people to go check it out. Uh, anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to plug or anything you want to send the people off of? 
Uh, listen to listen to Mouth for War. Listen to Arnie Record. I'm gonna forget so many fucking people. I absolutely know it. Listen to Complex from San Jose. Listen to Extinguish. Listen to listen to Bay Bands, bro. Listen to Bay Bands. We got it fucking going on. Listen to Mano de Fiero. I fucking love that band. Ah, oh, listen to Foo Violence, and then listen to everything else from them. Okay, like yeah, but that's everything I'll plug. I guess like I'm sorry, I forget everybody, but yeah. Right. Thank you again for real. This has been such a such a good time. Yeah, yeah, hard hard agree, and I hope that uh, you know, I, I'm sure we'll talk off air a little bit, but I would like to, I would love to see the mugshot Canadian debut uh, in same, likewise, absolutely same, fucking dope, same. 